Welcome to The Lab. What's going on, all you Brainiacs out there, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Laboratory. I am your host, the King of Trade, Shane Palmer, joined, as always, by Spitfire Lucas Paris. What's going on, guys? And the chemist, Jack McGrath. Shane, how are we doing today? We are currently forfeiting one of the March Labness games. Oh, no. I think it's the Oregon State-Oklahoma State game. No Cade for us right now, because we have a fantasy football podcast to record. You know, it's fine, because... We're still talking sports. We're still talking sports. I love it every time. This is, I think, our, what, 79th episode, something like that. And we're we're, we're nearing 100, and you know what? It's just as fun as number one. Yeah, and we would have been able to catch the second half of that game if somebody wasn't doing a fantasy baseball draft where we had to wait. We are in fantasy baseball season. We will also still be able to catch the second half of this game. Okay, we're going to catch the second half. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love, I remember one, one episode here, I spent too much time talking about fantasy baseball, but I love fantasy baseball. If there's any fantasy baseball listeners out there right now, I just want to say one thing. You can come back to this in October Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers will win the National League Cy Young Award this year. I just want to put this out there. Shane is just a fan of all fantasy sports. He, he talks about his love for fantasy basketball, love it. fantasy baseball, obviously big fan of fantasy football. Fantasy hockey. Fan- How can you forget fantasy hockey? That's right. I, I, I'll tell you, league. what about fantasy bachelor? Would you play fantasy bachelor, Shane? You listen, I'm open to trying anything. It's so fun. Is it? It really is. I really should try You it. really get into the bachelor, and it's really fun to get mixed up with all that drama and actually have... The, the fun thing about fantasy sports is the same thing with filling out a March Madness bracket. You just get so invested and attached to teams right. because you want them to win because you want to do well. It's so fun. It's fun to have teams to root for and Absolutely. have a stake in it. Corbin well, Burns, really, though? Corbin Burns. Really? Yeah. I don't know enough about it. He did last year, shortened season, though. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I've been correctly predicting Cy Young Awards winners for the mm-hmm. past few years. Uh-huh. A few years ago, I nailed Blake Snell right on the head. I called it. I said, Blake Snell, Cy Young season. A few years ago, uh, I said Shane Bieber. He didn't win it that year, but he was amazing. He ended up winning it the next year. Staking my claim, I said Zach Allen last year. He could also take the step, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher, to be a Cy Young candidate this year. But I'm telling you now, Corbin Burns, the strikeout machine, He's getting it this year. He's never I pitched wish. over 60 innings in a season. So. I know, but he's been phenomenal. If only, has. if only your football takes were as accurate as those Whoa, Cy Young Oh, hey, takes. Calvin oh. Ridley's a wide receiver one. Dak Prescott being your MVP, I'm just He saying. literally was going to be know. MVP. I don't if know. He, he broke his ankle. How, why didn't you predict that, Shane? You're right. That's on me. Yeah, that's on, on you. Guys. On you, Shane. Listen, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot more fantasy uh, free or free agency news has happened oh, that affects the fantasy world. Put out a tweet asking everyone what their favorite free agency move has been thus far, fantasy wise. Uh, we got some responses: Trubisky to the Bills. I mean, what a signing by them! Oh yeah, their new starter. They get mm-hmm. Mitch the Trubisky. New starter. Nickelodeon VP. Only only Nickelodeon MVP ever. Right. I mean, Stefan Diggs, I think, now becomes consensus, not only number one wide receiver. Number one overall. Number one overall. No pick. question. Yeah, I think even higher than that. I would draft him number one ever. Are we calling dibs on Stefan Diggs now? Oh, yeah. Now, forget Christian McCaffrey if Watson goes there. I mean, you saw the on. value he gave to Allen Robinson. Imagine if Allen Robinson was actually a talented wide receiver. Ah! <laughs> 
Man. Yes, that would be uh, that would be. That's great. a joke. If Allen Robinson is listening to this, I think you are a ridiculously talented wide receiver, like <laughs> one of the best in the league, no question. Other moves that people really liked: Curtis Samuel to the Washington Football Oh my football gosh, team. I we, love that move. We talked so about much. that a lot so on much. the last episode. That really, uh, that whole Washington offense really got a boost. Uh, uh, def, uh, not definitely, but uh, something that I'm not seeing on this list of things is probably the biggest news that we had since we last recorded and it's the confirmation that Kenny Galladay is now a member of the New York Giants. Wow. And I We talked out, about this on the last episode how it was really between the Giants and the Bengals. Right. And uh, we talked about how we didn't really like either one of those. So we we put out I, we put out a tweet and I said Daniel Jones plus Kenny Galladay equals. Yeah. And there were over 30 replies on this one. A lot of people got into this. Uh, so I'll just read off some of the good ones. Wide receiver, watching a fumble recovery, run in for six. A lot of work for the medical staff. One <laughs> oh, catch no. for seven yards, an injury report. Fourth place in the division. Yo. L. L. Uh, That's a good Some one. explicit ones that I can't really say. Nope. Less show. touches for show. Saquon Barkley. That's a fair point. I thought that was interesting. That's I, I interesting feel like this point. would help Saquon Barkley more than anything. I don't think it matters to yeah, Saquon Barkley. I, I agree. I don't think it... Because Saquon Barkley is not going to be catching a lot of the, you know... He de- he had a game... I don't know if it was... It wasn't last season, obviously. It was probably the season before that where he had, I want to say, 15 catches in a game. Sure. Like, he, but, he, he, he was definitely a guy but, that was a, one of the primary ball catchers in the yeah, offense. Yeah, but those targets that Saquon Barkley's getting, there would have to be an entire shift in offensive strategy if you're going to take away those targets from Saquon Barkley and give them to Kenny Galladay instead. That's just not going to happen. Saquon now, Barkley's say targets Sterling, are going to be there. Uh, really, I think the main thing that can be taken away from this, Sterling Shepard and, uh, and Darius Slayton's value just... Fall yeah. uh, tremendously, drop ridiculously. You don't think it helps them just a little bit? No, no not neither of those guys at, at all. And Darius Slayton, I don't think it helps either. Does it help Evan Ingram? I I don't, I don't think it hurts Evan Ingram. No. I think Evan Ingram is Evan Ingram, still the clear number two is, target there, not including Saquon, obviously. I don't know. I, I just feel like Evan Ingram's as much uh, as, is viewed as much as a wide receiver as these other guys. Yeah, you know, he he he's kind of built. Like a wide receiver in that offense, I think you're going to still see Evan Ingram put up low end tight end one numbers. I think you're, I think you're not going to see a shift either. I don't think you can Ingram. expect anything more than that because I don't think we've ever seen something legitimate no, from him in back to back seasons. He's, at least. he's a ridiculously talented tight end who just struggles to hang on to the darn ball. If he could hang on to the ball more consistently, I mean, you, you'd see Evan Ingram put up significantly better numbers. Or if he could get into the end zone. Last year, yeah. he had a really decent season overall. He had 63 catches. He had 654 Pro yards. Season, you're, somehow. T- you're taking that. If you're a fantasy owner of him, if he can get in the end zone on 15% of his catches, which he didn't. He only scored a, one touchdown throughout the entire course that's of the season last year. Two end. touchdowns. He had the rushing one. Oh, the rushing Never touchdown. forget. Okay. For a tight end, that's ridiculous. But still, he should get in the end zone more, and hopefully Galladay makes that really? offense like, move quicker you, you down would, the field. You would think, like, getting the end zone more would mean he'd probably need some more targets, more looks in the red zone. Here comes Galladay. Yeah, and Galladay mm-hmm. will definitely take away some looks in the red Galladay's zone. Galladay's the number one red zone target. Yeah, yeah I think that's undoubtably fair. Undoubtedly now. I think that's fair, but I think also the Giants have a lot more red zone targets That's, to go around with Kenny Galladay. I do Gallaudet. want to talk about that for a second. Kenny Galladay in the red zone with the with the Giants, and that's not something I've really thought about all that much, but that's a great point. Galladay becomes the clear and away best red zone target. Take Saquon Barkley out of it, obviously, rushing the ball. Passing the ball, Galladay becomes the number one guy in the red zone. That's huge. That's huge, and that's something that I think a lot of people are going to sleep on. I, I just want to put this out there. Kenny Galladay will be slept on in the drafts, and he will be taken lower than he should be taken. He'll go in the fifth round. 
and that's too low. That's too low. I'm, he has the talent of a third-round wide receiver, but we he's put into the situation. Listen to this. Mark my words now. Oh, if you get Kenny Galladay in the fifth round, you will get a steal. I'm not moving him from number 16 Blah. in my rankings. Blah. Wide receiver 16. I mean, I have, wide receiver, I have him wide receiver 18. Yeah, I'm like not. That, like, I, I'm not going to touch him, really. I mean, some maybe. I still like uh, him more than Robbie Anderson. I still like him no, less than no, Robert no, no, Woods. No, no, like, no. Let's not be no. crazy here. Robbie I don't Anderson like him over either of those guys. I think he's a little bit lower still. Yeah, because you're falling with everyone else, and you're going to be wrong. Like, I'm just putting this out there. You're going to have him too low, and he's going to outproduce where you think that yeah, he but should be. Why would you think if, that? Why would you think that? Because he's going to be the number one red zone target. He's going to be the number one target. Who was the number on one red team? zone target last year for New York? Was it Slayton? Because Slayton well, wasn't enough there, good. There wasn't really a red zone target. That's the thing. Nobody there was a good red zone target. Kenny Galladay's a good red zone target. That's the difference, and that's why he's clearing away the best going to be the best red zone. He's a big wide receiver. And I see you're looking up red zone target numbers. First off, the red zone target share for Kenny Galladay in past seasons should be good. I figure because he has scored a decent amount of touchdowns in a lot of seasons, but he's a big wide receiver nonetheless and a good receiver, meaning he will be the best red zone target they have. No question. I'll give you that. Daniel Jones played in, according to fantasy data. I'm going to double check this with football reference because sometimes uh, you got to double check these things. But according to fantasy data, Daniel Jones only threw 11 touchdown passes over yeah. the course of last season. Yeah. There so, were no red zone targets. Here, I'll, I'll, Evan Ingram listen, wasn't a good here, one. No, 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 no. Talk, let's talk about red zone targets. So I'm assuming then what? You have Kenny Galladay above Mike Evans, right? Yeah, I do. And I would say you'd probably take next year Tom Brady over Daniel Jones as a quarterback that you would trust in the red zone throwing to play. I would. That is correct. So... Take, take Mike Evans. In Kenny Galladay's season where he finished as the overall wide receiver, six in PPR, he had 13 total red zone targets. Okay. Last year, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans had 19 total red zone targets. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I'd still, I would take Mike Evans over Kenny Galladay I, next I mean, year. I, I, I like Mike Evans. They're close, absolutely. The difference is Kenny Galladay will be The difference is who's playing at quarterback. The difference, well, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. It's like Tom, Tom Brady over Daniel Jones. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay hasn't even brought really? back Antonio Tom Brady Brown. over Daniel Jones? No. No way. Danny, Danny Dimes all day. Tampa Bay has yet to re-sign Antonio Brown. That's and right. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen because where else would you think Antonio Brown could end up? He's been in talks with them mm-hmm. as of recently. But still, look at the teams out there that haven't hit on wide receivers yet. The Baltimore Ravens have not signed a wide receiver. What if they want to take a chance on um, Antonio Brown? I mean, obviously then Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller would step up to be that third wide receiver like we saw last season when Antonio Brown wasn't even there. But Mike Evans is still going to be that red zone guy. He is that red zone guy in that really efficient offense. We don't know what the Giants offense is going to look look like next year. I have a feeling you'll be able to get Mike Evans... You'd probably have to take him around sooner than Kenny Galladay, but I feel like even though it's Mike Evans, there's still less risk associated with Evans than Galladay going into next year. I personally also would less rep- upside though. That's the thing. How less upside? Because Kenny Galladay has an opportunity to be the clear and away top target on he, a team. Not a bad offense, but Tampa. Well, well, then, I would but say I would, I would argue that's the thing. I would argue that Mike Evans is the clear number one target on Tampa Bay. No, Chris Godwin, they just re-signed him. They're paying Chris Godwin so much money. It's Mike Evans, But he's though. not the clear and away number one guy. Last year, going into last season, you would not have said Mike Evans was going to be the number one target on that team. Was he this past season? Sure. Will he be next season? I don't know. And e- even so, I don't... 
last year he wasn't clearing away the number one. I mean, how many how many targets are you projecting for Kenny Galladay at this point? Oh, I, north of 100, absolutely. I mean, Evans had 109. Yeah, I, and I think Kenny Galladay could get... Evans had 13 touchdowns. Yeah. You, you, we had this debate I think Kenny before Galladay with could upside with Mike Evans. Like, Mike Evans... I mean, he scores touchdowns every single year. He does. Like, he's a touchdown guy. He and he gets the targets, and he gets the yards. I'm taking Tom Brady. He doesn't always get the targets and doesn't always get the yards. He, had, the he had 118 targets this season yeah. before. Uh, I, I, he's, well, first off, with Jameis Winston. Okay, yeah, we had one season with Tom Brady. It looked great. He, he did. finished as he a did. wide receiver he 10 in PPR. He did. He had a very good season. But, again, it's just not the same ceiling that I think Kenny Galladay has when it comes to target share. It, it just isn't. So what what percentage of targets would you say Kenny Galladay gets in that offense? Oh, uh, what percentage of targets? Probably like thirty percent. I, I mean, he probably gets a lot of targets. I think that that is a large number, and I'm assuming we'll have Saquon targets in there too. I'm thinking Daniel Jones probably throws the ball about five hundred times this year, so the thirty target number isn't bad. Thirty percent target number does put him over that. But but mark, here's but the thing, I, and, I just, no, you you're puts absolutely him at 150, right. One hundred fifty, which it. it, it it's a good spot for him, but I just I just there's don't know more, if he's going to get there. There's more risk with Kenny Galladay than Mike Evans, absolutely, because you're you're taking a chance on that Giants offense that really last year was ridiculously lackluster. But you're going to have Saquon Barkley back. That's going to be a huge benefit. You're going to hope that offensive line is going to be better because I don't think they can physically be worse. They can be worse. Absolutely, they can oh, be yeah. worse. They can be worse. We're going to hope that it's not the case. You, you, you'd you hope Andrew Thomas would improve in the second year. We'll, we'll look to see what they do this offseason. I mean, but. Kenny Galladay in 2019, again, his best fantasy season with the Lions, where he was the number one target, had 21% of the target share. Yeah, the Giants aren't that great of a they're team. Not, they're they're de- not a they're good decent team. They're team. a bad team, too. No, I wouldn't say they're a bad team because their defense was really good last year. And yeah, they improved their, defense their, off, good. their offense. I think they're a pretty decent team. I don't think they're as great of a team, and, and certainly the Lions weren't that great of a team in 2019. I just full-on believe that Mike Evans has just as much upside as Kenny Galladay next season and is a safer pick. He is a safer pick, but I would disagree with the upside. Are you concerned with the lack of market for Kenny Galladay at all? Yes. I, I am. I, I'm really confused as to why there was a lack of market. Doesn't that concern you drastically? That would concern him, me drastically. Like, why, why were the teams that were interested the Giants and the Bengals and that was it? Why were Bears were in the conversation, Bears too. Were, Bears Bears made but that seems, we're not sure still if that was... It sounds like after the fact that uh, they were going to pair him with Allen Robinson, but then He's Kenny the Galladay wasn't even going to be the number one wide yeah. receiver in the offense. I mean, and, and you're looking at the Bengals, like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, like how many targets here's, are you going to share Here's why I'm not concerned, because I know how talented of a receiver Kenny Galladay is, and I know that there is zero competition there for that number one spot in New York. Both of those things make me not concerned at all about that. I'm. It's more questioning... What general managers are thinking not going out and trying to get this guy? I mean, I don't Ooh. doubt Galladay's talent. I mean, I was on here with you a few weeks ago saying that Kenny Galladay could be a top five depending wide receiver next season, depending on the situation. Obviously, I don't, went to the wrong situation. I don't like this situation. I, mean, I, I don't fully trust Daniel Jones. And that's And the fact that I don't trust Daniel Jones will... Very allow, different like, from last preseason. Like, I'm, yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> I, I really believe that Dan, you know, but Daniel Jones didn't show much. And maybe that was because he didn't have Barkley and the offensive line wasn't that great. But, and again, this is a prove-it year for Daniel Jones. There are just too many wide receivers that I trust more than Galladay next season. Let's say, let's say Galladay gets 150 targets. What which is would this, be crazy. And, which, and he which plays be, every single which would, game. And he plays every single game, which means, I mean, that, that in itself is, is, a perfect season. is a perfect situation. But if that happens still, Lucas, where is his ceiling then? 
Like, you're saying he has this extremely high ceiling. Do yeah. You, what's the ceiling, then? I mean, clear wide receiver one ceiling. I, I, yeah, wide receiver one's top 12 wide receiver. So how high of a, uh, how high, a high upside wide receiver one, a mid-range wide receiver I, one? I think his ceiling's mid, mid-tier wide receiver one. I think that's a ceiling. If you're looking at a guy who's going to get 130, 140 targets, going to have the lion's share of red zone targets in that offense, you know, let, let's say he gets, I mean, what are we what are we looking at there in the Giants offense? Dan, let's say Daniel Jones takes a step up. Saquon Barkley's healthy. The offensive line is at least marginally better, if not, you know, a decent amount better, which I don't know if it'll be a decent amount better. Hopefully it'll be marginally better at least. You know what? You're looking at double-digit red zone targets for Kenny Galladay, right? Also, not to count any long touchdown passes that he'll probably have. He'll probably break off a few long touchdown runs. I think you have to I think it's solid that to, to expect a season of 80 receptions, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns from Kenny Galladay. I, I mean, that would make him, you know, probably a lo- that would probably be low to mid-range wide receiver one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just multiple factors that there have are. to go right, more a so lot. than more factors that have to go right for Mike Evans. So sure, much. but, but th- so much. Mike Evans won't hit that yard number, nowhere near it. And he won't hit that, that target or reception number. And that's where that's why I'm willing to take a little bit. Look, but, but let's talk about this. What if you go Mike Evans fourth round, Kenny Galladay fifth round? What's that wide receiver core looking like? That's I, a darn good a wide receiver. A whole lot of risk is what it's looking no, like. No, I, I, I don't think full it's full on the belief that I don't think Mike Evans is as risky as people portray him to be. Like I, I don't think I don't think he's risky, but I think he's inconsistent, which I think can lose you a few weeks if you have Galladay who winds up being a bust because then you have an inconsistent. I want to see how the I want to see what they do at running back. I want to see what Tampa because Leonard Fournette's still a free agent. I want to see what their running back situation looks like, and I want to see if they bring back Antonio Brown. That's going to be a few factors. Currently, I have Evans at uh, in my wide receiver rings at eleven, so right at the back end of wide receiver one. Yeah, but he I finished think that's as a ceiling. I mean, he finished as the wide receiver 10 yeah. in that offense last season. Yeah, he hit a ceiling last season. Oh, I don't know about that. I think there's still a lot. I think there's number one overall fantasy wide receiver. a lot out there. And he's not guys. old. I mean, the guy's 27 years old. He's entering his prime for a lot of these wide receivers that are signing around the league. Yeah. Like, Evans is not like, Evans has been around for a long time. He's certainly not one of the older wide receivers out there that you could be drafting. No, he's not. He'll be 28 by the start of next season, but no, he's not. I like Mike Evans. I have him in wide receiver two range. Would you take Julio Jones or Kenny Galladay? I think I'd go Julio. I have still. Julio and Galladay back to back at seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, okay. with Julio one spot ahead. I still have Julio at thirteen. So okay, there you go. I I take just Julio. curious on that because yeah. I'm taking Julio because yeah, Julio will go in the. I think Julio is a fourth round pick, which Probably. is crazy to say after last year he was you know a mid early to mid second round pick, but he fell off. He had injuries. He's getting older. Well, yeah, he had injuries, but he didn't fall off when he played. No, he no, produced. no, I didn't say he fell off. I said yeah. he's getting older, and he had the injuries, but he didn't fall off. He still was very, you know, when he played, he was consistent. I know. I'm, I'm not totally up. ready to write him off. I have yet. mixed feelings about Julio. I Keeping him at 13, I'm looking at it, and I'm second-guessing. But at the end of the day, I don't know how much you can question Julio because every time he's on the field, he produces. And I understand he has injury issues, and I understand he's getting old. But I think Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver there now. Though. Yeah, I, yes. I agree with that. I don't I, think it matters, though. I think, no, that, I, think I, that, I think that offense sustains two yeah, wide Yeah, no, receivers. and they showed they could. And they showed they could. They showed yeah. that when both guys were on the field, both could easily produce the number. Like, Julio could get those yards, those long catches, and, and Ridley can end up with the touchdowns. Yep. Or vice versa. Like, it literally worked in their favor both ways. Yep. Just a matter of Matt Ryan. Crazy thing Matt is Julio, it's always been he couldn't find the end zone year to year, and then now he got Calvin Ridley taking all the red zones. Right, so now you know where they're going. Yep, yep. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. 
to something different. Let's talk about running backs because one of our favorite guys has re-signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Yes! Yes, sir! I stuttered yes, there sir. because I was going to do the Russell Wilson thing where he was like, hey, Seattle, we got a deal. And then like his wife was like, go Hawks. Remember that? No. You guys don't remember that? I don't remember when, that at all. When Russ Wilson re-signed? No. And then the players, everyone made fun of it? No. Really? I don't it was remember like that at all. two years all. ago. No, not at all. I gotta play it after this. It's okay. really funny. Okay. Chris Carson's back. I know, and I'm so excited. Chris we talked Carson. about it. No place where he has anywhere near the value that he does with Seattle, but he's back, so it doesn't he's matter. He's back with Seattle. He's back. Yes. He's a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round pick? Or is third. Lock it in. I don't think third. I think there's a lot of running backs that I have just a bit more. Up. I, I want to see what else. I think since since I Seattle let go of Carlos Hyde and now he's in Jacksonville, they'll probably Carlos Hyde's in Jacksonville again. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the backup to James Robinson. I thought we talked about that a few I weeks did, ago. I knew they added someone. Was it Carlos Hyde? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So That's right. so now That's right. I'm yeah. I'm confident in saying that I think the Seahawks will go through with signing Mike Davis, but I don't think that's going to have a huge impact on Chris Carson. Yeah, I mean, like, I Mike care. Davis, yeah, I don't really care. Like, I think I think Chris Carson is locked in as a more than solid RB2. Like, if you get him as your RB2, maybe even your RB1. Like, if you have a, a guy who's an RB2 with RB1 upside that you get as your RB1, totally fine, as long as you get another RB2 in there that also has just as much RB1 upside that we can balance out having an RB1 and an RB2. You'd hope so. Chris Carson is the best possible RB2 you could have. Like, he is... Absolutely. If you have an RB1, if you get Chris Carson, you are set at running back for the season because he's consistent. He gets when he's healthy, week to week. he's got to be healthy. But he does a little bit of everything. Injuries, yeah. I mean, if you go, like, let's say you have the first overall pick. You start with Christian McCaffrey. You come back in the second round with a wide receiver like maybe... You think Calvin Ridley could be there at the end of the second? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Calvin He's Ridley, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen. You go right back at it with Chris Carson. Then you go Mike Evans in the fourth. And then you go Kenny Galladay right after that? Yeah. Maybe. That'd be an interesting team. That'd be quite the team. Kenny Galladay is your wide receiver three? Yeah. The upside there? I would do that. I would oh do God. that. Yeah. I'd Hard. probably take Kenny Galladay's wide receiver His three. upside. I'm he, looking he at our mock draft from a while ago to see where everybody went there. Kenny Galladay so. probably went in the same Kenny Galladay went in the fifth. Today. He was the first pick of the fifth round. Yep. So if you had the first pick there, you went McCaffrey. That was, that was me. Yep. I picked him. You go McCaffrey, then you come back around with the receiver and Chris Carson. Looking at the fourth round, hypothetically, you could go Mike Evans there. I don't know if I like the Galladay pick. I you could Kenny Galladay go, you could pair, receiver three. I think Kenny Galladay's upside for that range is unmatched. Hypothetically, you could compare. You could pair Chris. Uh, excuse me, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans with that pick, because Chris Godwin went after that pick too. Yeah, you and could. And then suddenly you have a pairing of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, one of them is going to produce on a week to week. That's cases. true, but then one of them also couldn't, or, or might not. I mean, I think they both will, but it. I don't. I don't know if I if I love taking both of them. We saw Greg do that in our last league, and. Uh, well, his team fell off very, very hard. So. Do you think everyone here knows who Greg is? No, they don't. Greg's our friend. <laughs> who did Greg, that? In our, Greg in is our a friend. Uh, you know who's a guy that I'm trying to I'm trying to look through our mock draft to confirm this. Uh, yes, he did go before Chris Carson. Jack, you took him at the back end <laughs> of the second round. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah, that's Josh Jacobs, and then a few picks later. You took AJ Dillon. Uh, yeah. Wow, 
That team's looking rough. No. So <laughs> not happy there. <laughs> let's talk about this because what the Raiders have done this offseason is move backwards. They've traded or released a majority of the offensive line that they had last season. Love to see it. And instead of going out to sign some offensive linemen, they decided that they were going to let Kenyon Drake play left tackle next Love year. Love to see it. Which is great. You know, Kenyon Drake. Get Excellent those... for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's all yeah, I care about. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, if Jamal Ken... Charles was still there, man, he'd run all over him. Wow, he's bringing it up he himself He finally now. watched Jamal Charles' highlights on YouTube to get up to speed on who the best, one of the best Chiefs running backs was. It's yeah. about time. Second best of Priest Holmes. Oh, you know who that is? No, did you watch a top five Chiefs running backs of all time YouTube video, Lucas? <laughs> Larry Johnson was actually number one. Uh, listen, listen. Josh Jacobs is hurt immensely by the addition of Kenyon Drake for the Raiders. I personally didn't like Jacobs coming into this year. No, I had, no you didn't. I had been saying that. You had been saying that. I felt he was very touchdown dependent last year. And, and he was. But, but, and he was, but... He was the number one guy there, so like it didn't Clearly. matter. Like if he was gonna get, if anyone was gonna get in the end zone at that point, it would be him. Most games he did get in the end zone. He had a game where he got in the end zone three times. Right. Yeah. He he was one of those guys. He he was a little bit inconsistent with the amount of times that he scored, but when he scored, he scored in bunches. Now you add Kenyon Drake, who was also a pretty proficient uh, touchdown scorer last season for the Cardinals when it got close to that goal line. You have essentially the same running back. You're looking at a poor man's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Not even. No. No, I wouldn't even compare it a to that. A poor man's. Like no, a poor even. man's. Uh, no, we're not. Uh, this is. This is. Like, I wouldn't say it's even. I, I don't, I don't think even, it's even that I think similar. what no, I mean by not. that is I think the touch split is going to be similar. It's just they're both going to be a lot worse. Yep. I, I think when you texted this in our chat, Shane, uh, you take Josh Jacobs, who's a low end RB1, you take. Uh, Kenyon Drake, who we were still expecting to be an RB2 wherever he signs. Low-end RB2. Low-end low, RB2. They low both, to mid-tier. But they both just turn into RB3s. You can't draft them as a starter. Uh, Josh right Jacobs now. still higher than an RB3, but I I'm not taking him above an I RB3 had him range. at 18, which everyone was like, wow, 18. Josh Jacobs finished as, what was he, like 8 last year? Whatever. Probably. Now he's going behind Carson. He's going behind Gaskin since the Dolphins decided not to sign one of those running backs out there, at least for now. He's going behind Dobbins. It's going behind Melvin Gordon. We'll talk about that in a little bit yeah, here. That's, behind Miles Sanders. Behind, yep. I mean, there's so many guys. He's going behind I, behind Monster in my eyes right now. I'm putting him behind Monster. I wouldn't go behind Monster. Yes, I would. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't. Think it's I'm not a big fan of Raheem Mostert overall. but I'm not. I'm not drafting either of those guys, but I'm just yeah. going to put him behind him. Just put him behind him. Get to the James back of the goes, line. Screw you. Yeah, get to the back of the line. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like Josh Jacobs next it, year. Does he go behind David Johnson? No, not anymore. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So the Texans decided to... Sign Philip Lindsay. Only sign running backs. No, they've done a lot. The Texans have done well, a lot I mean, this offseason to improve gonna... the team. <laughs> yeah, they also... Who did they trade for? Uh, that, uh, the Bengals. Um, who's the Bengals' backup that played last year? Is it Ripien? Is that Brett Ripien? Oh, Brett Ripien? They traded no, for him? No. Who's it? Hunley? Jeff Driscoll? No. No, no, no. That's Broncos. This is embarrassing. I forget who the Bengals' quarterback... No, Brett Ripien is also Broncos. Oh, he was, he's just Broncos now. They're both Broncos. Jack, find this out. Uh, the matter, matter of this whole situation is the Texans vastly improved their team to an extent. I mean, you can use the word improve lightly here. But they added Mark Ingram to the running back room, and they added Phil Lindsay to the running back room to go along with David Johnson. Now, I feel like the Mark Ingram addition was more for leadership because uh, he was healthy, scratched in the last few games for the Ravens. Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. That's oh, who it I was. love Ryan Finley. 
But that goes to show you what they uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. Because they signed Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. And they trade for Ryan Finley. Yeah. Like they do not expect to keep Watson. I saw a report today that says Watson is destined to be traded. I mean, let's. It's only a matter what are of they, when. What are they going to get for Watson right now? What or the Watson Bears were willing to, to give. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> with with I, all the allegations out there? Yeah, I can't. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't imagine I don't a want team to being willing on this. to I think, give up much. Yeah, I don't right think now. we can speculate right now. I think, honestly, I, I if can't. I'm the Texans, I think it's a hold. Yeah, if I'm the Texans, no way I'd get rid of him now because I'd be selling him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I, I there, there isn't too much to go into with the Deshaun Watson situation because we don't know too much about it. There's, yeah. there's so much unknown here and... At this point, I wouldn't even want to speculate on teams that he goes to and their fantasy value because I can't see him leaving anytime soon despite all these rumors going around. But anyway, the Texans team as a whole, let's assume then, let's just do it, Tyrod Taylor is under center as a starting quarterback next season. Don't like it whatsoever. What does this do for Brandon Cook's fantasy value? Drops him. I mean, how far can you drop him? He's the number one target on a team. I don't hate Tyrod Taylor. I don't think we've seen a good... We haven't... Tyrod Taylor, Taylor sample every, of Tyrod Taylor. Every, that's untrue. We have with Buffalo, with but Buffalo. every time Tyrod Taylor is given a chance lately, it always gets cut short for the rookie. Saw it in Cleveland, immediately replaced with Baker Mayfield a few games into the season. I mean, literally punctured a lung. The second game of this season, lost the job to Justin Herbert outright at that point. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is looking for a chance to still get a starter's job in this league, and I'm sure that's what the che- the Texans probably said to him was like, "Look, listen, if you come here, you'll have a chance to compete for the starting job if Watson goes." And he took it, so we're now going to assume that Taylor's on our center. So Cooks, I-, I I mean, I had Brandon Cooks at wide receiver like 30 or 29, something like that. I uh, I don't think this 31. I had him at 31. I, I'd keep him there for now. I really don't hate having Brandon Cooks as your third, maybe even fourth wide receiver on your team, seeing what he did at the end of last yeah. season. Granted, that was Watson throwing him the ball, but number one target on the team. And then Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Mark Ingram. As I was saying, I think Mark Ingram's more of just the leadership guy there. Healthy scratch for the Ravens to end the season. I don't think he's going to be involved too much in that run game. It's David Johnson and it's Philip Lindsay. Do you see this as a Broncos-type split? Do you see Phil Lindsay ending up on the brighter side of the carries here? Or is this still David Johnson's backfield to lose? 50-50. I'm going to be honest, zero idea. Absolutely no idea. I'm willing to bet money that at some point, Phil Lindsay will become the number one back there, and that is the guy that I'd want to have. Yep. The I would, I would prefer to grab Philip Lindsay a few rounds later than David Johnson had been going in our mock draft. Yeah. What we projected him to be, since he was the only running back then there. Then I will be David Johnson. I think David Johnson will be a seventh round pick, personally, because of this news. Because of the Texan situation, Watson there, Watson not there. I think David Johnson will be a sixth, late sixth, seventh round pick. Lindsay might go late eighth, ninth round pick, and I'd be willing to take more of a chance on Lindsay. I yeah. think that's fair. I, I would probably take a chance on Lindsay there. Overall, before the eighth, ninth round, I'm not touching either of them. Yep. No, I'm no, not no, touching no. Johnson. No, no. If Johnson goes, I don't need Johnson. I'm not looking yep. for Johnson. I'd look for the value in Philip Lindsay potentially taking over that role. Tyrod Taylor has never thrown for more than 3,035 yards in a season. Never thrown for more than 20 touchdowns in a season. However, he has had... Over 500 rushing yards in two seasons, four rushing touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns, and four and rushing I, touchdowns in his that was three with, seasons uh, with Buffalo. With Buffalo, and I'm sure at that point, LaShawn McCoy was the starting yep, running back there, and we know 
LaShawn McCoy's success so, in his career. If you want to talk Brandon Cooks and what you're looking at, look, Tyrod Taylor has never averaged more than eight yards per attempt, and that was only once. Aside from that, he hasn't averaged above seven yards per I'm attempt. I'm trying to think who were some of his wide receivers. Uh, uh, Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Watkins, but he was constantly hurt. Robert right. Woods. Robert Woods, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who, who else, else was there. Who else was there? Who else was there at that time? I we'd, don't, have, we'd have to look that up. But Teddy Watkins, one of those seasons, was actually healthy for most of it. But most of the time, he was hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, at that point, you know, it's really, do you want to, do you want to, I mean, the Texans are going to be one of the worst teams in the league next year. Yeah. Most likely. And it's obviously not a team. Marquise Goodwin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Percy, Percy Harvin, Harvin in Percy Harvin. Yeah, so, I mean, he's worked with some pretty decent wide receivers. But, I mean, who else? Chad Hansen on the Texans? There you go. There we go. Who liked Kiki Cootie here? I did not anymore. That was Jack. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, I I mean, I, we're starting to see the ship sail on yep. the Houston Texans yeah. and their whole situation. Phil Plinzi. It's on Houston sports, man. The Rockets just had, what, a 20-game losing streak? They're, they're, they just hit it, yeah. Yeah. Still on it. That's terrible. Oh, in 2017, they had Jordy Matthews. It's payback for the Astros. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to keep they happening until they get their World Series taken away. Next, Houston's going to get upset next round of the tournament. Yeah, you think so? That'd no, be upset. Really. I feel like it would have happened. Houston's right. got a pretty good ball club. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he, I have Houston winning in one of my brackets. Really? I do as well. Yeah. I have them going to the finals in my main bracket. But no, it's it's been rough for Houston sports, and with the Texans, it's just going to be even rougher. I called it, by the way, with Juju. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I, li- you did. I literally took the T. I was so close. To the T. I said, Juju will take less money... To stay with the Steelers. And he did. He took less money to stay with the Steelers than the place that I thought he was going, the Ravens, who offered him more money. Shane's doing TikTok dances here. Looks a little <laughs> looks a little weird, Shane, gonna be honest. Uh, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, hit that. I watched I, I've been watching you dance the past week and a half, Jack. That makes sense. I am really good at dancing. I can't you are really you, I don't even know dancing. what you're doing. Dan- like when you, you, you told me you're like, I gotta go to dance practice yeah. at seven. Yeah. I was like, dance practice yeah, we were, for what? We, for Greek week. Dear lord. Yeah, we were dancing. We just recorded the dance today. Do you have a video of him dancing? I do. I have, can we bad. post That's it on the, the account? Yeah. We can. We it's can not post it. Bad. I'm I'm a good dancer, so I'm happy with you posting. I'm a good dancer. So I I'm am happy with you posting. It. How about we post a video of both of you dancing, and we'll let the people decide I, who the better yes. dancer is. Let them decide. Absolutely. I can floss. I can whip. I can nene. I am insane. I can okay. cha cha. Interesting. Half Interesting. the listeners Waltz. just left. Yep. Hundred percent. We just lost seventy five. Let's talk about we're, we're in rare form tonight. I'm I know. I, I want to talk about Juju because where does he move in your rankings? I, I, does oh. he even move in your I rankings? It, no, I mean, because that's where I've had him based. Where does learn. Chase Claypool move in your rankings? Because you had him high, Jack. I had him high. And now this is not good news for no, him. No, it's a few spots down. I still think he improves. I had at 56 overall, so that was about a fifth, sixth round pick. You can't do I that. On it. I mean, I think he, yeah, he'll, take, he'll, he'll take a stride forward. Yes. But Juju hurts. That so, hurts the targets. Yeah. Who do I move him down? Da- I move him down quite a few spots. Do you I'll have him, him above below. Juju or below Juju? I would have... Uh, I have him below Juju right now. That was before everything. Like, I haven't updated since Juju got re-signed with the Steelers. But I still feel like Juju's going to see majority of targets on that team and catch them. Yeah. Like, if he's going to play that tight end role again, and we know that now. Like, we know his value going into next season. Not that he's this... You know, huge upside, flashy wide receiver play because that's going to be Deontay and Chase Claypool. Yeah. 
Juju's more of the safer pick in PPR. You want to get that guy that can sometimes get you 25. Most often he'll get you like around 14, 15. Yeah. That's what we know Juju is. That's how I'll draft him. Claypool's still that high boomer bust upside guy, and I think Deontay Johnson's the best wide receiver on that team. Yeah, Deontay Johnson you should draft as a wide receiver too. I have him at get, 22. You'll, you'll get Juju and you'll get Claypool as wide receiver too. threes. Yes. I have my 22 as well. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. Can I? Yeah. I was going to say you guys should fist bump, and you did just fist bump. That's so cool. We can read your mind, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's I, pretty cool. No, but, I, I mean, I'm with you guys. I have Juju right now at 31, Deontay Johnson at 22, Chase Claypool at 39. I'm yeah. wide receiver. Draft Claypool as your wide receiver three, and you're going to be absolutely fine, and you'll get him at a cheap value, and you can fill out your roster elsewhere. And, I think he's going to have a great value. You'll take Juju as your wide receiver three. He's going to be consistent. You'll even get wide receiver two value for him. And Deontay Johnson, you take as a wide receiver two. Every once in a while, you'll get wide receiver one value. Yeah, I mean, Chase Claypool's a high upside wide receiver three swing. And I don't even think, like, his floor is that much lower than wide receiver three. Yeah, no. I I think think there's, there's a lot of high upside with Chase Claypool. He may be moving up my rankings, actually, just because there is high upside with Claypool there. Absolutely. And the thing with these receivers is there's a lot of guys that we've said we don't know their value because their receivers are just so deep and so stacked that there's a lot of guys in that wide receiver two range who very easily wide receiver two wide receiver receiver three range range. wide receiver three range who could do that there are guys in the wide receiver three range who could jump into the wide receiver one range chase claypool being one of them he's one of those guys but i feel like with this with this Steelers situation i don't think it changes that much i'm not that concerned i I think i think with these guys you know exactly what you're gonna get Brandon uh, Ayuk's a wide receiver, too. That's a good point. I mean, no, he's. I have him there right now just because I don't know what's going on what? with Debo Samuel, but I would agree with that. I have Brandon Ayuk at... Yeah, I have him at yeah. 24. That's a good point. I shouldn't say... He's there right now in my rankings, but I disagree with my own rankings, so... And at 25, who I don't know yet to move up or down, is the recently signed Will Fuller. Yeah. With yeah. the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. A one-year prove-it deal. Yep. He suspended the first game of the season, mind you. Okay. So that's, that's an interesting. Uh, that doesn't matter to me. No, he's I suspended. still move him down. I think. Yeah, move him down. I really? not that much. Do you I think he's a solid Parker wide receiver. Up? I think he's a great wide receiver. Okay, but but here's the thing. Why? Why? Yeah. Because I I don't think Deshaun Watson. Well, for, first off, let's start at the base. Uh, Will Fuller was the clear cut wide receiver one. Um, with Houston, with the best quarterback that he could possibly have as a wide receiver one. I as think a he's the third threat. target on this team. Really? I don't know if he's the third target. I don't know no, if I'd go that far. I don't think he, I I'm think gonna he's say I think he has competition you think for he's wide the first? receiver one targets here. I think he's still the I think he's the first target, but I think he has yeah. competition for wide receiver one targets here. You think here. he's behind I don't Devontae. think Tua throws by the Maybe I can hear an argument for Devontae Parker, I can't. Maybe not Parker, but so maybe he's the second to, I don't know. I, I really truly believe in the breakout of Mike Cassette. I, I agree. I think there's gonna be a big you breakout agree because of me. Will Fuller but Will Fuller proved last year he could be a wide receiver one mm, in this league. I need to see him do with that steroids. That's then I'll point. be. Then I'll. That's a good it. point. That's true. I guess we don't know how many what it actually was. What does he look like? Who is he? Of course, who is Will out. Fuller? Does Will Fuller? Who am I? Is who? Yeah. Who do you think you are? I am. Bowling legend. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he retired. Really? Yeah, he's not doing competitions anymore. I saw him throw his last strike. Wow. wow, that's pretty cool. It was pretty Live? sad. Or no, like, no, no, no. I watched on ESPN on on uh, Instagram. I threw a strike once. Once? No, I threw that a doesn't strike. surprise me. Actually, pretty solid at bowling, but I got a turkey once. 
Oh, really? really? Unreal Bowling? Unreal Bowling. That's nice. I, I, my high is, I bowled a 169 once. Nice. The highest I think I ever bowled was a 142. I can't I remember. To, I, I, was, to, I was near 150 highest ever, but I don't yeah. know what it was. I used yeah. to bowl competitively. Really? Like, but when I was like what? 9 and 10. Okay. Could like, you do a spin? Like, Could you do a spin? No, oh, I okay. use the bumpers. I'm pretty good at wee bowling too. I've got a couple holes yeah. in one. All right, wee now ball. this is okay. Whoa, whoa right, we're listen, going. We're, we, going we're talking. Too far. No, what, man, I never get to talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, because nobody wants to hear you talk yeah, about wee golf. On. Oh my gosh. He said to be fair, Put he said wee bowling. That's first, true. But he then I said I, I got holes in ones. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Will Fuller to the Dolphins. <laughs> I personally think this move. Uh, he, listen, he needed the change of scenery at this point. There was no reason for him to stay in Houston. Uh, Houston did not need him at the, the stage that they're going through right now. But this, again, is a one-year prove-it deal. Yeah. Can Will Fuller reproduce the season that he had up until the point he was suspended last year? I think as a wide receiver three, depending on who's on the board, like a wide receiver three in that range that I would probably take over him is LaVisca Chenault. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'm 100%. I would 100% go with LaVisca Chenault. I disagree, but that's something you would do. Yes. yes, that is something I would do. I would definitely go with Cortland Sutton over Will Fuller. I would agree with that. I think, that's, I think that's the best comparison right now, yeah. what you're going to do with that. Because yeah. it's risky. They could be a wide receiver two, wide receiver one, or completely fall off the face of the earth, both of those guys. And I, mean, I, I think, think Will Fuller has a better safer. chance of falling off the face of the I think w- Will Fuller, I mean, you also have to add potential injuries, and, I mean, again... You don't like to do that. We don't like to... I don't well, like you, to ever there, project injuries, but with Will Fuller, Will Fuller and Cortland Sutton, there's a bit of a difference. There's there. a difference there with, yeah. with some of these guys, yeah. and you have to factor that in. And also, have to factor in quarterback play. Yeah. Like, do you trust Drew Locke more, or do you trust Tua to take a step forward? Like, That's, which of those guys I mean, do you at think this point, like, can be more legit? You're you're going to say Tua almost certainly. I really like the Broncos offense, though. but I I like the Broncos offense and, too. You know, and I I'm irrationally high on Drew Locke just because he's from my hometown, right? And we all go to Mizzou and we like Drew Locke. We yeah. loved him when he was here, and I'm glad we got to talk about the Broncos here before we wrap things up because when we talked about Philip Lindsay on the Texans, we didn't get to mention our thoughts on how this affects Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon in RB2. the Broncos Absolutely. backfield. No I question. think now officially RB two, especially the fact that he's on a contract year. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is now in my rankings in RB2. Yeah, high-end. And I think he'll be taken. You could probably get him as your third running back, unless some people start to catch on. Yeah, I think people will start to catch on. Probably, and he'll and he'll get taken up. I think fifth round will be the spot you see Gordon go. Really? Fine. Yeah. Fine with me. Take I know, I know, I'd take him in the it. fourth. I know you. we would, but I feel like I, that I could, based on, like, factor in everything. Yeah. Factor in quarterbacks going yeah. early. Factor in the fact that it's Melvin Gordon and he's getting a tiny bit older and people probably don't still trust that Broncos offense. I think Melvin Gordon will be taken in that fifth round range, maybe late fourth, and he'll be a steal. I would really, honestly, I think that I'd value consider that him he's in the third. Put, I would consider him in the third. Would you take him over Chris Carson? No. Maybe. That's a lot of guys in the third. Maybe. Then. Maybe. He's not going no. in the third, Lucas. But I, I'm, You're oh, not taking him in the third. ADP, no. he's saying, no, I'm saying I'd consider him. If he's on the board, I'll consider third him. Third round value that he could put up once the season comes to an end, yes. Yeah. You're taking him in third round, no. I Antonio Brown, could oh, he yeah. put up fifth round value when the season ends, yes. Are you taking him in the fifth round? No. Correct. There are some things you don't have to do. That's why it's That's called, fair. you know, yeah, you, you take your guys, you grab your guys when you want them, but you also have to know the fine line of reaching. Yeah, for your guys. Sure. Knowing the other value that's still available to you on the board. Let, uh, Fantasy Draft 101 Life by right Shane. There. 
the king of trades, Pama. Thank you, Shane. I do like Melvin Gordon, though, next year. I'm really excited to see. I don't know what the Broncos are going to do with that backfield. I assume they'll add someone else. I don't know who else they have right there. Uh, oh, uh, Royce Freeman. Is he still there? I would assume he's still there at this point. I guess well, so. He's only been not legal threat three years. Melvin Gordon. He's not a threat. Phil no. Lindsay was a legitimate threat. Yeah, he was. Melvin Gordon. Yep. To the moon. Probably to the moon. Even face a, de- uh, a suspension right now. So I know everything's going right for Melvin Gordon. It is definitely a guy, especially after last year. We all hated him. Yep. We got to keep our eye on going into next season. That's going to do it for us here on the Fantasy Football Laboratory. For all things fantasy football related, you can check out fflaboratory.com. Updated articles, updated rankings, everything that you need going on with free agency and the NFL draft, all on there, fflaboratory.com. For the Chemist Jack McGrath, Spitfire Lucas Parrish, I am the King of Trade, Shane Palma. Have a great day.